In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. In the Apocalypse, we read, A great sign appeared in heaven. A woman clothed with the sun, and the moon under her feet, and on her head a crown of twelve stars. And there was seen another sign in heaven. Behold a great dragon, having seven heads and ten horns, and on his head seven diadems. And the woman brought forth a man-child, who was to rule all nations with an iron rod. And her son was taken up to God and to his throne. And the woman fled into the wilderness, where she had a place prepared by God. Here we are still at the beginning of Advent, and already we raise our voices in celebration. Here we are in our veil of tears, in the wilderness of this sinful world. Christmas has not yet come. We persevere in our Advent observance. But we celebrate the conception of her who is the first fruits of our redemption, of her who was redeemed not only for her own salvation, but for that of all the world. Throughout the season of Advent, the Church in her sacred liturgy greets us each morning with the refrain of John the Baptist, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord, make straight the paths of our God. We believe with divine faith that original sin has cost us everything, that the rebellion of our common father has deprived us of all the good gifts which God had intended for us, that it is because of this rebellion that our life on earth is to be painful and short, and that without redemption we are to spend eternity without God, that God became man to save sinners, of whom I am the first, and that Christmas comes not just to fill our stockings, but to save our souls. It is in this mind that we can savor the sweet words of our holy patron, St. Francis de Sales, words I repeat to you every year on this day. God destined for his most holy mother a favor worthy of the love of a son, who being all wise, all mighty, and all good, wished to prepare a mother to his liking, and therefore he willed his redemption to be applied to her after the manner of a preserving remedy, that the sin which was spreading from generation to generation should not reach her. She was then so excellently redeemed that though when the time came the torrent of original iniquity rushed to pour its unhappy waves over her conception with as much impetuosity as it had done on the other daughters of Adam, Yet when it reached there, it passed not beyond, but stopped, as did formerly the Jordan in the time of Joshua, and for the same respect. For this river held its stream in reverence for the passage of the Ark of Alliance, and so original sin drew back its waters, revering and dreading the presence of the true tabernacle of the eternal alliance. As we close our novena to this feast, 
we know the words of our Novena hymn are already fulfilled. Mary has come from Lebanon. She has left this world and received her crown. But a great part of her son's mystical body, the Church, is yet on earth in this wilderness, fighting for its life. Mary has been preserved from the original torrent by her divine son, but her adopted children still, su still suffer from it. As the apocalypse continues, and the serpent cast water like a river out of his mouth after the woman, that he might cause her to be carried away by the river. And the earth opened its mouth and swallowed up the river, which the dragon cast out of his mouth. And the dragon was angry against the woman, and went to make war with the rest of her seed, who keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. Yes, our queen has gone forth from Lebanon. But what faithful child of Mary could dare to believe that our Holy Mother has abandoned us? She is with her children in this veil of tears. We hear her voice yet in Ephrata. We find her still in the fields of the forest. O path in the wilderness made straight from the first, O immaculate way of the Lord, you are yet with us. The dragon continues his war against your children, but we take courage in the glorious things that are said of you in your litany. You are the mirror of justice and the cause of all our joy. For from this day, the divine wisdom itself has decreed that you shall be its seat, its resting place, its ark, the vessel by which salvation shall be brought to all mankind. You are the morning star who first heralded God's entry into the world, and we know that your immaculate heart will be his gate once more at the end of days, such that no one shall ever hope to have God for father who does not have you for mother. But in this long age between the first and final coming of Christ, the age of grace, you stand in our midst, O sacred virgin, as a mystical rose and as the spotless tower of the Davidic line. All graces from our Redeemer pass through your mother's hands. And in this dark world of sickness, peril, and grief, you are our true health, refuge, and comfort. No, my God, we fear nothing. Today we celebrate the triumph over the dragon. He rages yet among us, for he knows his time is short. But this only increases our courage. Today the rod has come forth from Jesse. Today is Mary conceived without stain of sin. Today she has crushed the serpent's head. Alleluia. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.